Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the A4G podcast on Flashback Friday. This is Riley Rose Frazee along with Jesse Anderson, and today we are going to be discussing a couple of game series for our double feature. And the first one we are going to talk about is a game that just recently came out, the third installment has, called Shinmu. And before we get into what Shinmu is about, I just want to give a quick shout out to the voice actor of Ryu Hazuki, Corey Marshall. This man is awesome. Just saying. It's cool. Not only as a voice actor, but as a person. Because these guys do a lot of work. And for him to take the time out of his busy day to send a reply to a fan, not once, but several times, that is awesome. Corey, you are a cool dude. I just want to tell you, you're, you're awesome. And just wanted to let you know that made my day, that you, you know, sent replies back and talked for a bit. Having the schedule you do. And to actually take the time out of your busy day to do that, it was amazing. And I commend you for that. You're awesome. And great job as Ryu, by the way. I know I've said it on Twitter, but it's always better to hear it directly by a voice. So just thought I would throw that out there. That they yes, they got Corey back as Ryu for Shenmue 3. So we're going to let Jesse take over for a little bit here and explain to the viewers what Shenmue basically is. Well, the one thing that I would also add is that when I was listening to the beginning of Shenmue 3, I was actually pretty impressed with, it just sounds like the game picked up right after development of Shenmue 2, like as if it were going to come out in maybe 2003, 4, whatever. Uh, you know, Rio. Sometimes you can tell that voice actors sound different over time, and uh, no, it's uh, Rio just sounded pretty much like he always has, which is cool. Um, so very cool, uh, just to hear Corey come back and uh, you know, just like I said, sound the way Rio always has, and uh, that was pretty sweet. Um. Shenmue is a really interesting game, uh, interesting series. It's not necessarily for everybody, but if you really do get into it, there's a lot of cool things about it. I would probably mainly classify Shenmue as an adventure game more than anything, because this it started out believe it or not, as, uh, like, a virtual Fighter role-playing game that Yu Suzuki had wanted to try to make. Originally, it was going to come out on the Sega Saturn. Um, I've actually seen little clips of footage of it, of that version. And then it came out, uh, they said, no, you know what, we're going to do this on the Dreamcast because we're going to be able to make a much bigger, better game. And the Dreamcast being the last of Sega's actual real consoles. I love that thing, man. That thing was ahead of its time. There were just so many cool games in there. Like, a lot of arcade ports that were actually better than the arcade versions. And then there were games like, um, you know, like, I was interested in Sonic, uh, 
oh, what do they call it? Sonic Adventure, Soul Calibur, NFL 2K blew my mind, and Shenmue was the one that really made me want the console because this story about being a martial artist, uh, you know, I like martial arts, I like that kind of cool stuff, but everything that they were saying about the game um, was just fascinating because this was before, you know, we have a dime a dozen open world games now, and back then we didn't, and this was a game where not only was it kind of open world, you were sort of uh, exploring the different areas of Ryu's hometown, you, you know, you would always meet up with people in the world, they had their own schedules, they had different weather patterns that were modeled around the time, so it's like, you know, everything was, you know, just kind of immersive. You could walk around, go into pretty much any building, any store, talk to people, look at objects. I mean, it was just this kind of immersion that you had never really seen, and then on top of that you have this kind of martial arts revenge story, and uh, kind of a stripped-down version of a Virtua Fighter uh, fighting system in the first couple of games. And the QTEs, the quick-time events, oh, that was the one thing that I really wish that the games maybe wouldn't have introduced to the gamer community at large, because I don't know who likes those things anymore. I really don't, but... Yeah, that's kind of the rough intro to Shenmue as far as conceptually what it is. And let me tell you, I it was funny because when I first heard about it, he was talking about it on one of his videos. And he said it was Dreamcast. And I'm like, oh, man. My exact thought was, well, I'm disappointed. I didn't get to hear it. You know, I, I actually was. I was like, oh, man. Well, then when they did the Kickstarter... I had no idea it was happening because I didn't know until he did his E3 thing at the time. Because he always did it after he watched the conferences. And he was sitting there and he's like, yeah, um, there's going to be a Shenmue 3. And I'm thinking, oh, great. There's a 3, but I haven't even heard the first two. Then he brings the surprise out. Oh, and they're going to remaster 1 and 2 and put it out as a bundle before 3 comes, you know, if it launches. If it's, if it's successfully funded, they're going to bring out 1 and 2. So I'll get to play Shinmu again on the PC. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> I mean, I was all excited. And so when it came out, he actually... And it was like funded in a day. In less than a day, really. Yeah. I mean, it was... And Sony matched it. And uh, so basically, last year, he played through Shinmu 1 on his YouTube channel, and he did a spotlight for Shenmue 2, and it was funny, because one of the days that he did Shenmue 1, I, of course, did not miss one of his streams, not one, if I could help it, I wasn't missing, and I heard every one of his Shenmue 1 streams, before the game decided to keep crashing, and he had to do it, just record it with Bandicam, but basically, one day, one Saturday, he binged it and streamed at least three or four streams that day. And I watched every single solitary one because <laughs> I wanted to hear Shinmu. But then when it started crashing and then he's like, oh, I can't stream it anymore. Then I didn't know what happened until he released the videos. 
which I really enjoyed it a lot. It was it was really cool. Yeah, when Shenmue originally came out, like I said, I was fascinated on what the game was going to be, but then I was in college at the time and got the game, you know, it it came on uh, three discs, I think. They had a, like a passport disc as well with a bunch of extra like videos and goodies and stuff like that, but yeah, I played the hell out of that game. Um, you know, we'd go to class and then just come home and binge Shenmue 1 because I was just fascinated. And then um, within that first few months, like I said, it was one of those things where, you know, we didn't really know back then, like, how open it was or how much variety there was. Or um, I think I played through within the first several months. I think I played through the game like three or four different times just to see if I could... What if I did, what if I tried to do this order first, or what if I did, went over here, and I was just trying to fill out, like, basically, Ryu keeps track of all his little things that he has to do in his little notebook, and I was just trying to figure out, well, how can I, you know, I want to get every little entry uh, in the notebook without skipping anything, or sometimes you see these one-off cutscenes um, if you do something during a certain time of year or just all kinds of interesting things so yeah I was uh kind of obsessed with that game for a little while um gameplay wise and I'm even experiencing this in three to a degree as I'm playing through it right now there is some repetition there is it can be a little bit mm, plotting at points but like I said overall it's it's just a it's a fascinating fascinating game uh the story is basically Ryu comes home to find his dad in battle with this other guy Landy in their dojo because his dad is a martial arts master um and apparently Landy is after this mirror this weird mythical mirror that you don't realize that you even had uh, kills your dad right in front of you and leaves and so it's basically okay we're trying to track down your dad's killer and you know getting mixed up into like the different local gangs and a lot of it's detective work you know go here go there ask this person who'll give you a clue to go talk to that person to go to talk to that person which is I would think the most tedious part of the game, but once you actually get into story bits and things like that, uh, it's it's really fun. Yep, and and like I said, then you get into two where you basically, uh, it basically ends. Uh, I'm not giving it away, but it kind of starts where one ends. Yep, yep, all both two and three actually pretty much pick up exactly where logically where the um the previous game would leave off and um the the characters in the game i think are partly what make it like like i said i don't really i didn't care for two quite as much there were some things in two that were really cool but there was something about another thing that i really liked about shinmu one was just that you're in ryo's hometown you know he knows all the people around there and all three games, to a degree, and especially even Shenmue 3, I'm starting to learn the different areas that you're in. And 
you know, you can buy little paper maps and, and stuff in-game, or there's little ways that you can get around a little bit easier, but honestly, these games, it's just fun to be like, oh, I'm learning the neighborhood, and now I know where Ryu lives, and, you know, who his friends are, and who he knows, and stuff like that, and then, like, you're the new games, and learning the small village that you start out in, and Shenmue 3, the whole area, uh, and then going to another area, which I'm just starting to kind of wrap my head around some of the layout for, but it's just, you're really getting a sense of place in there, and some of the characters that you meet are just goofy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're Yeah, they're interesting. Yeah, they're very interesting, which, not going to tell it yet, because that's one of the stories, but mm-hmm. um, they are some interesting people, and it's it's funny, because it's like, when he gets one world down, whoop, you're moved. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, isn't that the way it goes in real life? It's like, you get something down, and it's like, whoop, whoop, psh, okay, you're yep. moved. Keep going. Yep. Yeah, and like I said, Shenmue 1, I think, really had just really interesting characters. I wish they did more with some of them, especially Ryu's friends. Uh, he had a couple friends that he could hang out with, um, or you that you could talk to, but there really wasn't much in the way of you know, deep conversation. Um, he had his, I guess you would say, kind of girlfriend, um, Nizomi. I, she was cool. She was cool, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess he was, I guess she was his girlfriend, but, you know, he was... He <laughs> sure didn't act like she was his girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Ryu, what are you doing? And the... And the English voice acting, the thing is, you know, I, I can't read subtitles fast enough, so I can't listen to the Japanese audio. But the English voice acting, that, that's another trait of Shenmue. Man, oh man. Like I said, I, I love having Corey back and stuff like that. But the voice acting in Shen, the, the Shenmue series, and it's no different in 3. No. There is some grade A cheeseball act, <laughs> uh, voice acting in that game. And it wouldn't be Shinmu without it. It no, really wouldn't. No, it's, I mean, it's kind of like dated or antiquated, but there's kind of this weird charm to it because it's sort of robotic, but it's like, you, you're listening to these conversations, you're like, who in the, who thought, who would talk like that? Who Who would think that anybody would actually hold a conversation in this way? It's so funny. It's hilarious, and and no, but and by no means are we making fun of it. it. It's it's got a charm to it, is what we're saying. I mean, oh yeah, it's yeah, it's it's definitely uh, it, it's there's a charm to it, but it's it's really kind of funny. And some of the characters, like I said in Shenmue, you got uh, the Jamaican guy Tom. 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 No man. The hot dog <laughs> guy. Yep. Goro, freaking the punk job. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the and and they always have their the characters even have their own you know just typical RPG fashion they have their own theme songs and so like you know Goro you just get this really weird like cheesy the Fonz vibe from him and mm-hmm. like the music and stuff you got Joy and Shenmue 2 oh dear God, Lord. Lord Lord that woman <laughs> yeah she's crazy <laughs> I mean, yeah I mean there, there's there's a number of characters that are in there you know Ren from 2 um trying to think of any other ones in one i mean tom and goro are probably your main ones and nozomi who nozomi. has she she has her own yep she does then you got fuk son and uh, ine son that's who he lived with yep 
after his dad was murdered. Yep. Hopefully but, I pronounced that right. Yeah, no, yeah hey, well, yeah, <laughs> that's the other thing is it's funny because, you know, at first I was like, okay, is he Ryu, Dio, Ryo? Like, because they, they always say it differently. It's yes. really funny in all games. Like, okay, I'm not sure. But it, it is Ryu, but um, it is funny because they even that, they just go back and forth. And Little Dio. Oh, yeah. The, can, yeah, <laughs> the, the candy the, lady. Yeah, the candy <laughs> lady. Yep, the candy shop lady, which it's, they actually mention in three. Yeah, they actually mentioned her in three when uh, her or with him and Shinwa. Uh, Shinwa talking, yeah. And it's uh, funny because it's it's she's basically for people that don't know she's basically an elderly lady, and you know how the elderly are they're so sweet they're so friendly you know and but they they don't realize that you've grown up they just see you still as a little kid because you always came into their store as a little kid yeah so you just don't grow up no matter what you're just not growing up. Mm-hmm. And it's so cute. It's just it's 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 adorable because she is just something else. She's so funny. Yeah. And then there's that woman at the harbor. Oh dear lord, she's always hitting on him. It's like every Shin move. I don't know if they did it in two as much, but I, I don't remember it too much in two. But good lord, they put something in the water in uh, in three Bailu Village. Good lord, everyone wants to get at Ryu in three apparently. Yeah, man. So yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, so the characters are actually. Uh, pretty interesting and then you get into kind of just all the different types of gameplay like i said a lot of it is kind of your adventure stuff where you're just walking around like i said there's people have their own schedules and like you have to okay be here at this you know be at the tattoo parlor at noon or meet this person in the parking lot or you know all these different types of things so you're wandering around asking for uh, for a clue a lot of the time there are, like I said, the quick time events where basically what they want to do, the reason they did it is, you know, they couldn't, they want to do action scenes, but they couldn't figure out how to really do it into gameplay. So instead it's basically like your Dragon's Lair sort of, oh, well watch the movie and then a button prompt will come up really fast on the screen and you have to hit the right thing, otherwise you fail. Um, those I think are frustrating uh, even in three, man, I don't know the reaction times in some of those in three are kind of brutal. But, you know, you have the quick time events, you have the fighting, which is, in the first two games it was more virtual fighter, you know, you had, it was a little bit more um, slower paced, a little bit more, I'm trying to think of the word, deliberate, where three is a little bit faster, but a little bit more simplistic, they kind of redid the fighting system, which... I don't know. There's advantages and disadvantages to both, but the fighting is actually pretty fun. I enjoy that. I remember being wowed at the first game. Toward the end of the game, you have this 70-man battle that you would play, and you would actually play with one of the characters in the game that was uh, helping you along, but then after you beat the game as one of the options on the other disc, you can actually just play solo, and you had to beat all 70 men yourself. That was pretty crazy, so that was cool. And then you have all the little side things, you know, you can collect capsule toys. Can't forget the capsule toys. Capsule toys. You can Cassette play tapes. Cassette tapes, yep. You buy things in the shops, and then you earn a little uh, ticket that you, a little scratcher ticket, and you might win a prize. I never did win the home version of the arcade games, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, the first two games had things like, they had actual Sega arcade games that you could go play. 
in the world. Uh, the first game had Hang On and uh, Hang On and Space Harrier. And I think they added Afterburner to two. And three is kind of a little bit disappointing just because they're independent now. They're not affiliated necessarily with Sega anymore. So they're kind of just, they have arcades, but they're more generic. They've got, I mean, they're kind of neat, but there's not actually any Sega arcade games anymore, which is kind of a bummer because those are really kind of neat. You know, you go, you need to go kill some time waiting for somebody, you know, go to the arcade and play a couple games and do that. And then you have all the mini games to earn money and, uh, do different things, especially, I'm trying to remember, one really didn't all that much, well, one, you had the forklifts, which is fun, you had to earn it, you had to take, you had to take a job at the harbor in Shenmue 1, and you get to drive a forklift, you had forklift races every morning, and then you had to haul these crates around the uh, docks, that was really fun, I actually kind of enjoyed that, and I, I, if I could get the guy to come back to his station, I think I just found where I can drive forklifts in three. And then you had your favorite character in two. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that when I do the story. Yeah. Thing. But you could haul crates in two. Either you could man the lucky hit kind of little gambling, little almost a little Plinko, like the Price is Right. Remember the Plinko game? Uh, those little stations, you could play them or you could work at them and try to earn money. And three, you know, you can fish, you can chop wood, you can... I'm not even sure what else, but I've been doing a lot of wood chopping lately. And, uh, yeah, you know, there's... In three, they also added, like, martial arts uh, mini-games where you had to increase your uh, kung fu level and your defense and your attack. And you get to challenge and fight guys in dojos. And so there's interesting little side things. It's not a true RPG where you have, like, a whole bunch of side quests in addition to your main mission, but it's it's one of those games that's really hard to explain because in one in some ways they're really linear, like, you can only do this thing because that's the current track they want you to go down, but then you mm -hmm. can just go do these other random things on the side just to explore and get to know the world, but, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, what do you think about I, all I will say is this. If you want music stuck in your head, play Shenmue. <laughs> Especially three, oh dear lord. We have had Shenmue <laughs> music stuck in our head for what, a week now? Yeah, about a week. About a week. I mean, even the, fir you know, even the first couple of games, especially like the first one, that Tomato Mart music. Oh, I know. The, the Tomato Mart convenience stores that they would have. Um couple of the other like there's one at the harbor yeah that's in three also and it was funny because the other day i was sitting there and i'm gonna actually do this and i'll probably get it stuck in my head but i don't care shenmue's awesome so i don't care but i was on the phone with steve the other day since we're getting into the story parts now i was sitting there and out of the blue i go <laughs> and he's like he's like riley huh what the hell are you doing Oh, oops, my bad. I was uh, humming music. I've never heard that song before. No, you will soon. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know, I'm kind of partial to the, uh, once you do a successful thing when you're in the wood chopping mini game, I'm kind of partial to that uh, old, it's got to be from an old Yu Suzuki arcade game, I got to look it up one time, but it's just, there's some really catchy, like, 80s arcade. Yeah, it is, it is catchy. Uh, kind of rocking music, MIDI music that's kind of catchy, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and it's funny because the, the one guy, um, they called him Uncle Tao. Oh my god, you guys. It's it's my grandpa reincarnated, I swear to god. This dude sounds like my grandpa curl. I mean, 2AT sounds like him. And I'm like, dude. And he looks back at me, Jesse looks back at me. He's playing it the first time he does that and I go, "I'm not saying anything to him." And he goes, "Riley. Hello? You okay back there?" I'm like, "Oh, my God. He goes, what? I said, that guy sounds like my grandpa. <laughs> I mean, to a T. I don't know who that voice actor is, but wow. That voice that he did there sounds just like him. Yep, he's the first kind of shop guy you see on the way into town, into Shenmue 3, right in the, before you get to town square. He's You'll hear him on there when he does his spotlight. You'll oh, hear yeah. him. Yeah. He, he sounds just like him. I mean, to a T, just like him. I was like, whoa. And then the bookie, the one bookie that you see in the beginning of Shenmue 3, he sounds familiar too, and I can't place where I've heard that voice either. I'm pretty sure there's actually a lot of voices in that game because that that do a lot of voice acting in the anime circles because I'm thinking there's some of the kids, especially some of the adults, there's, uh, I forget who it is, there's a guy... Actually, it might even be that same uh, shopkeeper guy. I'm pretty sure he does a lot of voices in anime, and I'm pretty sure I've also recognized a, lot, a few others that, oh, okay, that's the guy from Outlaw Star. That's the guy from, you know, that or the, just anime, the few animes that I've seen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the voice acting is, is still, you know, fun. It, it's still kind of cheesy, but like I said, I, I do recognize a bit of voice actors in there. Yep. So we'll get in now to the fun part of what you guys always seem to like is the stories. So, Jesse, I'll let you start this time. Well, like I said, um, Shenmue 1, it was just one of those things where I was really looking forward to the game. Played the heck out of it. You know, I talked about it a little bit earlier. I mean, I must have played the first game three, four times in the, in the first six months to a year. Just trying to wring every little bit of content I could out of it. Um, interestingly, and, and I didn't even know this until uh, many years later, I saw something on the internet and actually looked up the video. Um, there's actually, if you, I'm not sure how you would do it because you'd have to wait a long time, but like if you wait a full year of in-game time in the first game, and you don't beat the game within a, a in-game year, Lundy will actually come back and kill you. That was kind of an interesting that I didn't even know until several years later. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that was kind of one of my, that was a story that I just, uh, like, oh wow, I did not know that. Uh, go ahead. Well, mine, actually, like I said, I followed all of his streams until he couldn't stream it anymore. But my story actually is based off of two. 
My biggest yeah. Shinmu story <laughs> was based off of Shinmu 2, where he was talking about my favorite character in Shinmu 2. He was joking around. Doolin. Who? Doolin or Doolin, I think his name is. Yes. And um, basically, this dude, oh my God. Let's just say, <clears throat> needs to go wipe. <laughs> he he's in the spotlight video for two. Yes, he is in the spotlight video. He sounds like he is totally constipated, and I come out outside or I open the door to come downstairs because I had to take Pandora down because Pandy always followed me up, listened to streams, listened to videos. So Pandora was always with me, so she had to go to the bathroom. So I come out, and he's doing this. <laughs> noise <clears throat> and that hurts the throat for me to try to imitate it oh yeah but i'm not, I'm not even gonna try but he does this voice and check out the shinmu 2 spotlight and you'll he, you'll hear a better better job of it and my stepdad looks up sis because they always called me sis what are you doing huh do you need to use the bathroom no Pandy does. Uh, you don't sound so good. I'm like, does that sound like me to you? Oh, you're watching a video. Never mind. I'm like, that is not me. That's this character in this game. So I had to back it up and show him. But basically, he he does. He sounds like he is totally constipated. It's embarrassing just a little, like... As you're playing, if somebody's actually watching you play, you just you just feel like, oh god, that sounds so horrible. That sound effect is just so bad because you're hauling these crates. He's giving you instructions like left, left, right, but then when you move forward, he makes these awful grunt noises like, yeah, or whatever constipated sounds that is so not realistic. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and the so sad part bad. is, the sad part is, we run into his brother in three. Yep. You do, and I think he's going to be the guy that I need to talk to to play with the forklift again. And I, I, I was begging. I was like, oh, please, Shenmu, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's going to. I was just trying, kind of trying to taunt you the other day. Like, I'm oh, like, no. No, Shenmu, no. No. You'll yeah. get in trouble if that happens. <laughs> My Shenmu story, another one, it has to do with two as well, and because... Uh, Two didn't actually come out for... Well, it did not come out for the Dreamcast in the U.S. They made a European version <coughs> and a Japanese version. I was pissed because I loved the first game. I'm like, oh, God, I want to play it. Well, the Dreamcast had basically an early retirement. You know, the thing launched nine nine ninety nine, And by, like, mid... I think it was, like, mid to late 2001, the system was essentially done. Which was, like I said, extremely sad because it was a really cool system. And so because of that, Shinmu 2 didn't hit the Dreamcast. Uh, they uh, had an English voice-acted European version, but of course you had to have a modded system to play it, if I remember correctly. So I never got to play it. I'm like, well, crap. Well, then they released uh, the port of Shinmu 2 for the original Xbox, which is where I played it. And so, again, I played that in the dorms, and a couple of my friends, you know, they were 
they had seen the first game by then, and they were basically watching me play it. We'd take turns and play it and stuff like that. But, I mean, we... Shenmue 2 is a long game. Uh, and I think we beat it in, like, a week. Because, uh, like I said, outside of class, we just played this thing nonstop. And you get... You know when you get those... When you get songs or you get games or whatever in your head, you close your eyes and you're thinking about it? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, my thing... <laughs> my thing was... I woke up for class one day, and I was laying there, I was asleep, my alarm clock goes off, and I'm kind of laying on my left side, oh, with my back to the wall, and I hear something, I hear this noise, this radio, I'm like, what the heck, uh, okay, what's going on, because I'm trying to wake up. And then this vague shape, uh, Shenmue 1 had these little, just little button prompts in the middle for quick time events. Shenmue 2 added that, like, you know, you have a whole D-pad and buttons and all these nasty, complicated quick time events. And so I'm laying there trying to figure out what I'm hearing. And I see this vague, like, Shenmue 2 quick time thing in front of me, but I can't tell what it is like I can't tell the direction I just know it. and like I couldn't I couldn't like reach up to turn my alarm clock off because I'm like I don't know what button to hit and then I kind of snapped out of it but when I did I'm like oh wait I thought it was real or something and so I roll over really fast and ended up just punching the wall <laughs> with my left hand I just rolled over and like bam I just punched the wall and then I'm like oh, okay okay that was the thing and then uh, ended up turning the alarm off but yeah that was my weird <coughs> Shenmue paralyzation ow like, yeah I was like what do I do I don't know what to do I can't read the thing ugh yeah that was so you got to hear both of us punching walls yeah I played way too much Shenmue that week <laughs> yeah well I played well listened to too much Left 4 Dead one week so yeah I uh, mm -hmm. I can kind of empathize with that a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, and, and I mean, and like I said, it was funny because that one day when he streamed, I literally ran down, grabbed a sandwich or whatever, went back up, and they're like, what is he doing? I'm like, streaming Shenmue. I can't miss Shenmue. What the hell is Shenmue? You want to see it? Come watch it. Because <laughs> I'm not missing it. Yeah, I just took, I think that was like a Saturday. I just, like, you know what? We're playing some Shenmue. I just sat down and got pretty much most of the way. If I don't know if I played through the whole game. I think I had a tiny bit left the next day. But, yeah, just played it through. Yeah, once the streaming went off, he must have finished it after that. Because I didn't get a no until he released the updates. And I was like, oh, man. Because yeah. that was the first thing I sent him was, how did the Shenmue playthrough go? And he's like, oh, if you were watching it, sorry about that. I'm like, yeah, I was. The whole thing. Didn't miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got, yeah, I mean, I got pretty far in. I think I got to the harbor. And then mm -hmm. I was just, there were, there were, I think I had to redo <clears throat> a couple of days, like, at least twice. I'm like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. This is driving me nuts. So I ended up having to record, but now we got a different streaming setup, so it should be better. 
but uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of Shenmue. Um, I'm currently working my way through 3 right now, which came out 18 years after 2 did. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've been <coughs> kind of enjoying that. Me too. Me too. Got through the, the first area and on to the next, and this is pretty big, so things are starting to finally pick up a little bit via the story, and uh, kind of curious to see where the game goes. Sadly, I do know that I'm pr- that this is not going to be the end of Ryu's story, so it's not going to be the final confrontation with Landy, but I hope that this does have a good ending and I hope people buy it so that maybe they can make another uh, Shenmue 4 sooner than 18 years from now. Oh yeah, that would be nice. (laughs) And to be honest, I'm so glad that we got to be in the same area when 3 came out. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So I hope you enjoyed today's Flashback Friday for Shenmue and we will be back later today with another amazing, amazing series. So, stay tuned. Later!